0: Hello, everybody. Good morning. How you doing? Hope all is well. Today, we're back in meditations. I've opened up to page 48, and I'm going to quickly read number 49. This is short. I've got my coffee here. I'm waking up, and uh, this is a good one. This is I think this is uh, aspirational and um, motivational. So Marcus, once again, writing to himself, he says, To be like the rock that the waves keep crashing over. It stands unmoved, and the raging of the sea falls still around it. So I like to think of this like he might've been walking into a situation that he knew was going to be tough. And we will for sure get to this quote from him um, about how he started his morning, the thoughts he would kind of call to his attention. And this is very much, you know, once again, a stoic idea, sort of the premeditation, the visualization of evils, right, or of difficulties. And it was something that they suggested we do on a daily basis, even if there wasn't necessarily anything on our schedule that might present a difficulty. We have to present these things to ourselves. And there's a little support for this that I think is really interesting. I was watching uh, the third John Wick movie, Parabellum, recently, and that word comes from a Roman or I think a Latin saying, um, like, if you want peace, prepare for war. Right. Cause I think in that preparation, you have to be challenging yourself. You have to be training yourself. And the idea of training yourself was big in ancient philosophy, right? You want to train yourself every day to deal with difficulty. You want to train yourself every day to be a good person. And I think that's sort of what this is saying, right? To be like the rocket, the waves keep crashing over implies like you stand your ground firmly and calmly. Right, so it creates this aspiration of remaining calm in the face of difficulties that are externally created. And I also think this could be really significant for those challenges, difficulties um, that we present to ourselves internally. Right, one of my favorite ideas, and I'm sort of borrowing from sort of like the psycholo- like the, like the psychology sort of lexicon here, right? With the idea of an intrusive thought, I like the idea of a float or a flying thought. We all have those, right? Sometimes thoughts just fly into your head. Sometimes you wake up for no reason, feeling anxious or stressed, what have you, right? To make space for those thoughts, to make space for those feelings is important. To examine them is important. And I think we can learn to examine them like the rock that the wave keeps crashing over. The the thoughts are the waves, right? They don't have to make us behave in a specific way. They don't even have, they don't necessarily have to make us feel in, in an intense way. We can learn to look at thoughts with a certain sense of dis- distance. And we can come to look at ourselves as more unshakable, right? Because sometimes certain thoughts are unavoidable. Sometimes certain events are unavoidable, right? We could even question the word sometimes. If you believe in fate, destiny, right? They're never, nothing's unavoidable. Everything is, you know, if you believe, if you believe in predeterminism or determinism, right? Everything is what it is. It's planned. So nothing's, technically avoidable in that sense. Now we could challenge that, right? Or even question what it means to be avoidable. Um, I would argue based on the Stoic notion, right? That there is some degree of free will, right? The Stoics argued that life is sort of like, um, we're all like dogs, uh, with leashes attached to large carts. So when the cart is the universe, right? when the cart pulls, you could either sort of acquiesce to it and run alongside it, or you can fight it and kind of hurt yourself and, you know, be obstinate. And, and that's not necessarily the move. Although I think sometimes it has to be, right? My conception or my understanding is that it's kind of like, you know, we're in the ocean, right? You can go with the waves. Sometimes that's beneficial towards goodness and service and justice. Sometimes you have to fight against the wave right? And do your best to swim in the opposite direction. And you might make progress, but it's going to be difficult, but it doesn't mean that it's not the right thing to do. Right? So just different ideas I'm throwing around here because the rock and the water got me thinking about these things. Um, but either way, right? I think we could argue that to be like the rock as waves are crashing would be positive in a lot of cases for ourselves, right? Again, we're keeping in mind, he's not making these large, at least in this Statement right, this large sort of universal statement. You should always be the rock. It's not what he's saying. He's encouraging himself with the intention of shaping himself and no one else. Right. This wasn't his intention. Was not to share the meditations. So I think for this, it's like look. Even maybe this is what he thought to himself and wrote like right when he woke up in the morning. Like today, I want to be a rock in the face of the potential chaos of the universe. I'm gonna be calm in the face of. Or in response to my own thoughts that just I'm having a rough week, I'm going to maintain my peace. And I'm going to let the waves crash over me, right? But I'm going to stand firm in my, let's say, my opinions. I'm going to stand firm in my conception or understanding of myself. I will not be swayed. And that's a great, I think, at times, a great aspiration. I will not be influenced. I will not be carried away. That's another stoic idea, right? We have these impressions. We have these feelings, these thoughts, but we don't have to be carried away by them. If we learn how to control ourselves, which was huge for them. So how and why do you get carried away? I think it's an interesting question here. Which thoughts do you confront most often that maybe we have to learn how to meet with a sort of strong acceptance, which is to say not get angry about, for example, being angry, but let ourselves feel the anger, think about the anger, and instead respond calmly like a rock, right? And stand firmly and calmly and not allow ourselves to be carried away, right? Like The the waves can't really move the rock, right? If it's a huge rock, the waves aren't moving it. Both of these things still exist, the waves and the rock, right? But ultimately the rock is not moved. So this idea of being immovable in the face of what may influence us how are we influenced at at the moment? How do we get carried away? What can we do maybe? Maybe even visualizing this, because I think this is actually a pretty cool image. And Marcus was really known for this too in the meditations, right? Stoics as well, that ask you to imagine stuff. And there was a real deliberate purpose of that, right? To imagine yourself at the top of Mount Olympus looking down at the world, to imagine yourself looking down on the world from the sky is to remind us of our own insignificance. And that's not a negative thing, right? When we remind ourselves that we're a part of a larger picture, right? We remind ourselves that as Marcus does often as the most powerful person on earth, as the Roman emperor, that look, before me, there were all these other leaders who people have forgotten about. All this stuff is to say, I think at times that what I'm dealing with is not a big deal. If I'm a part of this huge thing, if time will pass after me, ultimately, you know, not, you know, much will change. People, a few people will be upset. Hopefully I would have influenced the world in a positive way. But if I'm overwhelmed by an issue, by a problem, or especially if I'm making it myself, right, and I'm aware of that, I have to remind myself that I'm part of a larger picture. So this problem that seems to be taking up all my vision, all of my energy will then feel smaller too, right? So we situate ourselves in the universe. It's a great also, um, let's say, antidote to the egocentrism that often comes with getting wrapped up in our own problems that we're making for ourselves that aren't really real, that aren't, you know that even solving them won't really be helpful to ourselves or anybody else, right? So we, we kind of do this view from above to see the smallness and that perspective shift is really powerful, right? Even with the self-writing and the journaling, which I, which I do every day in addition to this, like you see your problems and they look smaller because you're looking at them from above, literally. You're looking down at the notebook. They become more clear also from that vantage point. So step outside of our feelings Imagine ourselves, right? Flying over the earth is something Marcus would suggest, right? Looking down at all, all these things, looking at time too differently, right? Time will march on without me and it existed long before me. It should comfort us in a sense. And again, this won't work for everybody, right? But I've done this and it's been helpful for me, I think. Um, so yeah, be like the rock, try that image, try that idea make peace with the waves and don't allow them to carry you away. Hope this is helpful. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you soon.